Welcome to the Tribute to Happiness at Work, at Home, in Life podcast. What is happiness? Where do you find happiness? How do you feel happiness? Do you control your own happiness or is somebody else controlling your happiness? Are you living a meaningful and worthwhile life where you experience joy, contentment and positive well-being? Do you feel happiness at work, at home and in life? In this Tribute to Happiness podcast, you will discover what happiness means to people all over the world and how they implement happiness in their life. Here is your host, Hjeden Svenperson, and with him you'll explore these and other interesting topics. The International Week of Happiness at Work is from September 21st to September 27th, 2020. One week of happiness at work? No, of course not. And if you think about it, companies should focus on happiness at work always. For more information about the International Week of Happiness at Work, go to internationalweekofhappinessatwork.com to learn more. Hello and good morning. This is Iceland Calling. My name is Hedin, Hedin, and I'm Iceland's Chief Happiness Officer. Long time no here. Maybe we are going to talk to some interesting people this season of the Tribute to Happiness. So, let's go on with it. Who are we going to call today? Well, we are talking to two ladies, and they live in a country that have produced many good songs. Let's go for it. Hello, hey. Hello, Netherlands, or, or is it Holland? Netherlands. Netherlands. Now we have Martje. No. <laughs> How is Martje, it? but you can say March. March. What? Like, is it not like Martha or something? In, in... Yeah, Martha also do, yeah, works. It's, it's, it means girl in uh, in old dutch so okay. um yeah it's it it's come it derives from uh, maria i guess okay and then the person with the most normal name in this conversation <laughs> <laughs> hello fernande hello eddie is it right is it more you are more french like it's not fernande yeah well actually some people say it's more like spanish like fernanda but oh. then the dutch version okay fernanda. well I probably win with my beautiful name, Hedin. Have you tried to say it? Hedin. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good start for a podcast. So with that, now we have the name issue out of the way. So you guys, I, I would really like if you could just uh, introduce yourself. Uh, and if we could start with, just start alphabetically. So Fernand, if you could... Uh, like sure. tell us a little bit about yourself and why happiness is maybe important for you. Hmm, yeah, sure. Well, uh, so Fernanda, I live in uh, in Amsterdam, which I really adore 
one of the best cities to live in in the Netherlands, I think. Um, and uh, I live together with my husband and our two teenagers, which can be challenging sometimes. Um, and uh, Maartje and I started working in the happiness at work uh, about six years ago uh, because we felt that uh, we were working in communications, which is also a very interesting and very important topic, but we we felt that uh, if you if you really want to change things in an organization, you need to take a broader perspective. Uh, and actually, what everybody wants is to be happy because you know if you're happy, you perform better, um, which makes the company happy, which makes you happy. Uh, so that's why we shifted our focus from communication to happiness at work. Uh, and six years later, we just published our first book, uh, which we're very happy with. And uh, we do a lot of work with clients. So yeah, we really enjoy it. And I, I for me, it's, it's a very important topic because uh, I really believe that if people are happy at work, uh, then they're also better parents, you know, better neighbors, better friends. So it makes the world a better place. Wow, lovely. And t- congratulations, you guys, about uh, with the book. And it's only available in Dutch. For now, yes, but we are working on a translation in English. So Woo-hoo! maybe you can translate it to any other language you want. Where have <laughs> I heard that phrase before? Woohoo! Woohoo! I'm excited. So, Marcia. No, Mar- oh, sorry. I'm, I, March. March, yes. March will do. <laughs> yes, what can I adjust? I live near Amsterdam in a small village with my... I have just one teenager, but uh, it also uh, <laughs> is challenging maybe uh, as much as two, two teenagers uh, together with my husband. And um, uh, I, we started, uh, as Fernanda said, six years ago. And for me, the, the, the thing uh, with happiness at work is uh, I'm very curious and interested in uh, organizations. How do organizations run? How, well, how do they um, work together? How do people in organizations work together? And when you work for a certain goal, uh, how can you add to 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 the world? And I think the dynamics in the organization are very interesting, the, the, the cultural uh, dynamics. And I think that if you can have a happy culture, then it's better for the world, it's better for uh, people and uh, so on. So yeah, that's, that's something that really has my interest. So I did, um, uh, my studies were, uh, uh, besides communication, I studied uh, organizational culture from an anthropologist an anthropologist view. Yes, so that's nice, exciting. So you are, you guys have evolved <laughs> from <laughs> evolved from being like employees with like just meeting up to the company, and then just like no, I want to have a purpose in life. Like well, big, yes, but yeah. we have both been entrepreneurs for a very long time. Yeah, so you actually forever. Yeah. But when because this podcast this tribute to happiness. So there are three questions, happiness at work, happiness at home, and happiness in life. So if we are going to, okay, you have written a book. So has it gone, like, is it, how, how is it with the selling? Are you, like, on the top of the charts or uh, with a book? It has to start. Uh, uh, next Thursday, it will be in the bookshops. Okay. So it's we two days uh, ahead. Uh, but they're already uh, sold, uh, I think, uh, a fourth of the, um, uh, the published um, yeah, edition. How do you say it? The, the number of books that are published for the first edition, and uh, we're almost on uh, a quarter 
sold. So okay. It's not bad. So that you are you guys rock. Yes. No. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But the yes. question the question is ha- question in hand. Like happiness at work. Why is it why is it important to get the organizational culture to shift from the standard culture to focusing more on happiness and the employee in ha- at hand so that would be marcha Marcha. why I, I i will call you m yeah i do do i i listen anyway <laughs> no uh, because when when uh, when you have a culture in which four elements are key the four elements of uh, happiness so if you have the uh, if you have purpose in place if you know when what uh, what you're doing is meaningful you have you you add meaning to the company goals you add meaning to your team goals you add meaning to uh, to the world maybe that's really important for people to feel happy it's also about connection about how do you feel connected with the organization and with your uh, um, co-workers and of course your managers and everybody in the organization and, and of course your clients so how connected do you feel can you do you feel appreciated do you feel um seen do you matter uh, in an organization it's all very important and it's also about um making progress making progress in um meaningful work is the best motivation so that's really important and it's of course about positivity making um fun um have uh, better connections laugh at organizations so if you work around these four pillars and you say okay well that is something that we value in our organization and we have to have behavior we have to contribute we have to have behavior that contributes to these four pillars then people can flourish and that's that's derives from the positive psychology but also when people uh, talk positive when they act positive they influence others that's the way how behavior your behavior really matters for organizational behavior and people are not always aware of it so what you do influences others and that's how you can relatively easy influence others by being an example for yourself so that's why we focus on that but how is it when when you say like the four pillars and stuff how how are the managers like do they just say Yes, yes, that's what we were going to do. Or, or like, are they modern enough to to embrace this kind of idea about happiness at work? Finant, or or yes. Well, it, you know, it really depends. I mean, some companies in the Netherlands are really way ahead of this whole movement of happiness at work, and others are still lagging behind. I think it's a it's a normal situation in every country. But what we see that the awareness about the importance of happiness at work is absolutely present in the Netherlands at this moment, especially now with uh, COVID uh, going uh, around. Um, so yes, there's a, there's a lot of understanding about why it's important and how to start. Well, that's an interesting question and that's exactly what our book is about. So, um, and we, we also think that, you know, it's not something that you can, it's not like you can turn on the, the, the positivity switch and okay, now we have a positive culture. That's not how it works. So we believe you have to work on different levels. You work on the personal level. What can you do? You have to work on a team level. What can we as a team do? 
and you have to look at the organizational level and see what we, how can we as an organization improve uh, in our culture and what can we do? And well, there are a lot of tiny steps that you have to take if you want to improve. But when you when you talk about the companies like in 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 Netherlands or in Holland, how like does it does size matter? Like is it uh, like the companies? Okay, let's say there's a company with thousand people or ten thousand people or only ten people. Where like where is the easiest to start? Like is it diffi- more difficult to have a company which has like okay ten thousand people? Like how, how how could a manager see it? Could it be a task that is so difficult that the manager is just like no, oh, we can't do it? Like how 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 is the shift in? Because I I know it is easy when we are only three or ten, like because that's we are fewer people to work with. So have you have you experienced in your line of work in this those six six years that you have been working with this in this area? Have you experienced like the the big companies, M? <laughs> now what you can see is that that uh, I think that in every size uh, you can make steps. The only thing that that helps is when you uh, when you do it from the start, when you build your culture around happiness from the start. That's easier than when you have to make that change in an organization that exists uh, longer. For example, about fifty or hundred years. Uh, that's more difficult because your history and the the culture is more um, it's 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 more under the surface most of the time. Organizations that are younger, they most of the time they thought about their culture at the start, and that's easy because if you if you take a look at culture, culture exists always. It's like a garden; it's always there, and everything grows and flourishes, and and there there happens a lot. And if you don't um weed and you don't saw and you don't uh cut the the the, the bad things away uh, it will grow and it's it, it's not something maybe uh, that you like and so you have to do more work if everything is overgrown with things you don't like so yeah it, it could be harder if your company already exists and you didn't pay attention to the culture for a long time but still it is always possible to do something about it because you can start in your own in circle of influence you can start with your team and you can take a look at companies um, processes structures rituals and you can do things you can facilitate things uh, to steer behavior in certain directions and it's it's not something that you do in, within a month or within a year. It's an ongoing process, but you can make steps, and you have to you have to take a look at what's in your uh, circle of influence. So, what can you do for yourself? What can you do for your next colleagues? What can you do as a manager with your team? And what can you do as a manager to ask or to talk about other managers or other departments like HR or the the, the board? What can we do to help certain behavior to grow? Yes, Mar, um, can you go through the uh, the four pillars again, like just to to emphasize? The, it was like you started with telling about purpose, and then there is people. People, yes. Connection is people stands for connection. We say pe- purpose, people, progress, and positivity. Yeah. So you have four P's. That's 
easy to remember, but you it, uh, people is about connection. Uh, progress is about, um, yeah, it's about progress. But yeah, it's also yeah. <laughs> feeling satisfied about the results you you uh, you get, and positivity is about having fun, about um, using positive language to feel positive in the moment. Because as we know, happiness at work is about emotions, and you can, of course, you feel emotions of happiness because of your colleagues or because the results you have on a day or whatever. But it's also about using positive language and complaining all the time doesn't add to happiness and uh, making fun, uh, just do something uh, joyful or do something nice for others that can make you happy. Although maybe your work isn't that nice at that moment. So yeah. you can do other things as well, just small things. And also celebrate the small pillars. Celebrate like when something good happens or something like, and and enjoy it. Like, isn't it like have a dinner or like? Oh, we are, now we did a great thing. We are, we have this monument. So, Fernand, because you you mentioned like it starts with you. It starts with it starts with the employee. So, how because that is connected then with the happiness at home, maybe because you have to. Like how how can you combine your own happiness as a person and then be happy like with the happiness at work? How do you talk to like let's say if you meet a, a person who is like struggling or wants to like emphasize on these things? Well, you know what's actually interesting is that these four pillars that Marcia told you about—they were actually—they work on all different levels because they also work for you. I mean, if I would ask you, Hedin, tell me how do you feel about your sense of purpose of today? What was really purposeful or, or meaningful for you today in your work or at home? Um, and you tell me, okay, one out of ten, it's an eight. Then we say, okay, that's fine. But then tell me next about people. How do you? How is your sense of um, relatedness, uh, connection with others, um, friendships, the relation that you have with your family? If you would give a grade for that, and if you look at all the four pillars that way, and you are really uh, honest with yourself, um, then you get a very clear picture of what your first steps of improvement can be. Um, and you know, actually. I really think that happiness at home and happiness at work, they are so intertwined in these times. I mean, it's not like you go home at five and you say, okay, so this is work, I leave everything behind and now I'm a new or a, or a different person. I mean, if I had a bad day at work, I'm, I'm not very nice and mm. yeah, I might be a bit cranky or crumpy or... Um, so these two are really intertwined so looking at the four pillars both for your personal happiness and your happiness at work uh, that works really well because they're actually based on the psychological needs of human beings that's um, exciting yeah well then the, then you and you have maybe also first the first thing that comes to my mind is you have to decide the attitude like if you have a shitty morning you did not get mm -hmm. your coffee ooh, very important then you can't be like when you go to work, you can't shout at your colleagues because that is not their fault that you didn't no. get coffee. Like, And if the, you had a shitty day at the office or the work, like, then you can't go home and, and shout at your kids because you had a bad day. Yeah, so it's just like mindset. You have to think about how, how things are. Yes. 
Yeah, so it's what we say, it starts with awareness. You have to, you know, realize what makes you happy. So you have to think about those four pillars and what's actually going good and what's going less good. And then uh, realize that who is actually responsible for this. I mean, if I have a bad relationship with my boss, who's going to do something about it? Well, I suppose it must be me, Yeah. right? So you have to think about it's awareness and then it's mindset choosing who's responsible and what am I going to do? Am I going to take the mindset of a leader or am i going to take the mindset of a victim i mean and that's up to you and that's a choice you have to make every day that brings me to our next question about like can you spot a difference in attitude from like older generations and younger generations in like how you perceive this kind of because we often we the older, and I'm putting it in quotation because I'm like, I feel like I'm 29. How old are you guys? You're not mm. more than 25. Never or something. ask a lady. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like, because we, we talk about, like, I heard one day that the Danes called their parenting like curling parents, that, that the mm. parents, they sweep everything off the floor so the child can have a nice life. And, and when it comes to adversity, the kids trouble they can't cope with anything so how have you guys like because there is this like in now there is this connection because we the older people we maybe don't think about work like we just do it and we just move on but then maybe the young people are like why what's in it for me how have you have you ever like entered in that sense and of discussion with the companies and the uh, managers, maybe. Who wants to take this ball, Marja? Well, it, it, it's an it's an interesting um, uh, question that that go. There's a there's a lot of under, there's a lot of things underneath it because it's it's uh, also about misunderstanding. Because I'm not sure if if all the things that we say about younger generations and the, the things that younger generations said, say about the older generation are go for everybody. No, yeah. I think there are still, there is still not that homogeneous as we think because we make stories out of this and the stories live their own lives. So yes, you can see that, that there are differences in the way of thinking between uh, older and younger generations. So, and that, that could be, um, difficult sometimes, but it's not it's not different than uh, in uh, um, than before. So the only thing is that that I think that what 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 you see on on the um, in organizations is that younger generations they want to work more purposeful. They are not not uh, so much driven by money, and and that goes for everybody. But we think okay, well we have to earn money, and uh, we just have to do the things and we have to uh, have results and they are uh, more uh, idealistic. So you, you can see there are um, things that similar between our uh, grandparents and uh, our, between our grandparents and our children that are similar. So yeah, there are differences between generations but when you talk to them and when you try to understand them, there are a lot more things that are the same between generations. And it's not about age uh, than 
it, the things that divide us. Yeah. So it, it, it when you when you started to talk about it, it's just like when I started my work life, I I I wanted always to have okay, which meaning? What what is it? What does it mean mm-hmm. to to start a work and how is the culture and stuff? And we had to have fun and because maybe fifty years ago, a hundred years ago, there was more like it was more command and fear in the uh, companies, and you have to had to behave as the boss said. So that is very interesting point, and 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 I hope hope that people are like telling the managers and expressing their view because who is the main asset of the company? Isn't it the employees? So they yeah, have that's to. That's why you make, can make the difference. Yeah, they have but to nurture them. Sorry. They have to nurture the employees because they have they have asset in their brain and they have been studying and like they must give something. They have something to give. Absolutely, and there maybe there's more room to it now, but it goes for every generation. Yes. So, but you guys like uh, now you are two and you are in separate cities. What about like mm. your own life? How how do you? How do you cope? Like now, the times we have had the COVID nineteen and stuff, like how you your mainly inco- your your main income is by like lectures and stuff, and then all of a sudden, nothing. What do like a two gals girls in the Netherlands do? What? How did you cope? Like what did you just like? How did your brain go in action to do? Because you have been doing some fantastic work. Because I I know you, and we are in the same, like woohoo. Uh, what is it called? Our group partnership. Yes, thank you. <laughs> how how did I forget woohoo woohoo partnership? But like, it has like how did you guys just like explode? Because you have been very active and you have been like ha- you have had webinars and you have been teaching and you have like how how did you find the drive are you just like happy down from your head down to your toes how not do you always, find not every day <laughs> yes no no i think that that i think that we we help each other to move on that's one thing uh, we had our book that has to be finished. That yes. We had to finish it, so that was already in the middle of it, so that, that really helped. Although there were a few moments in the at the beginning of COVID that we were really shocked and uh, we were a little bit blank and <laughs> couldn't write any words. But yeah, I think that that it's a good question. I think that we, we when one of us uh, is maybe a less creative on the day or in at the start for to 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 speak for my um for myself is that i had a few days that i was completely blown away and then Fernando said okay well we 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 go we put everything online so we have to go from offline courses to online courses and then she she yeah she started off so yeah Fernando, what 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 happened to you that you were so productive (laughs) at that time (laughs) Well, I must say at the beginning, I was really shocked and I couldn't do anything. The first week that everybody was at home and we were not in a complete lockdown, but almost. And it was, I mean, it felt like I was in a bad movie. So in the first week, I didn't really do something. But then we started to realize that, well, if you want to do something, it's 
we are responsible ourselves. So you just, you know, have to to pick up the 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 stuff and uh, and do things. And we really believe in this run the experiment idea that you just have to try and see what works. And then so we just started to experiment, I guess. Yeah, and you said uh, there's a lovely thing that you said that you are in charge of your own thing and you have to take charge of and figure out what to do because and that's maybe the, what the companies they many companies have have done that they just like think outside the box isn't it mm-hmm. and then yeah, and take responsibility <coughs> and accountability yes and people just like when they're sitting home they just like love to the zoom thing and like they did a lot of things that was very funny and 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 like encouraging but you guys at like because we have to think about the time you guys started something in 2018 and now for the second time it's happening but it is happening on oh it's real third time sorry yes that's quite right i can't like i'm in the financial I have a financial degree. I can't count. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you started the thing in 2018, <laughs> and now for the third time, you have to like you had to think really hard. And how are you going to do it? And now, starting of the 21st of September, and the week ahead is something that we are calling, or you are calling, guys. What is the name of it? The International Week of International Week of Happiness Happiness at Work. Happiness at Work. The International Week of Happiness at Work. So how on earth did you decide in 2018 or maybe earlier to do this and the challenges of 2020? Like Mm -hmm. how is it? So who wants to start? Now it's just like... Woohoo! Come on, Fernand. You, th- I think you're bursting of uh, telling us <laughs> how it started. <laughs> My Spa! favorite topic. Yes. Well, you know, it's a, uh, it's really interesting because in 2017, somewhere in the autumn, in the Netherlands, we have the the, the week of the work stress. So Marta and I, we, we did a workshop in that week, and we said to each other, "Isn't it crazy that there's a week for something that nobody wants?" Yes. And then we dedicate a whole week to it. But why isn't there something that we all want, happiness at work? And there's no week for that. And, you know, there's practically a work or a day for everything. There's even a day of the banana on your head. Nobody (laughs) knows why, but whatever. So then we thought, "Hmm, well, maybe let's, you know, just start it. Um, So we slowly started to find out how it works to, you know, say this is now this is the week. Uh, but we just did it, and then in 2018, in uh, on the Day of Happiness, uh, on the 21st of March, uh, we declared the, the last week of September to be the International Week of Happiness at Work from now on. Um, well, and that's it then. And then it started to spread first all over the Netherlands and Belgium, and then um, well, practically all over the world, because right now in 40 different countries, uh, people are actually um, doing something, organizing something, or celebrating this week. And what do people or companies do? What is like, what is the main theme? Is it like, okay, the main theme is happiness at work, but how do you, (laughs) is it just the people, are there no limits or can people just look at the website and just like, I want to be in and 
do something like happy and stuff. How how did you see it when you started it? Well, we see it as a do-it-yourself movement. So it's something that you have to pick up and do something. And our main goal is that happiness at work becomes normal, becomes the norm and not the exception in, in every company. Um, but we also believe that it has to start from within. So we say it's not that we own the week or that, I mean, we, we facilitate the, the platform and, and different kinds of events, but we think that um, it really is a do-it-yourself movement. So it's something that you have to pick up, put the topic on the agenda in your organization and start to do something, you know, start a conversation with it, with management, with, uh, with top managers, uh, with your team. Uh, and do whatever is necessary, needed, or possible in your organization. Uh, and what we see is that some companies do very small things like give a small present or um, print the manifesto and hang it on the wall and some others organize lunches or walks or whatever. And some companies dedicate a whole week uh, and organize something about every topic, uh, about every pillar on a different day. It's, so it's it's very diverse. Some companies do it very small, and others do it, make it a huge event the whole week. And no competition. It's just fun, fun, fun. Well, you know, I think it's more than fun. I mean, it's not about uh, uh, having joy and fun and laughing all the time. It's also very important to have a good conversation about why do we exist? What's our purpose as a company and how do we contribute as a team? So I think it has many different layers. Yeah. It's not just about fun, but also all the other parts are uh, very important. I mean, in uh, getting results and pro making progress is also very important for our happiness. So that, that should also be a topic. So when you uh, mentioned, you mentioned the first thing, because I, I looked at your website and the first thing I noticed was the work manifesto, the happiness manifesto. Can you tell us a little bit about that at the like the ending of the like wh why why is it is it isn't it just like a very simple well it's not simple because there are lots of things in the in the happiness manifesto for for workplace happiness at work manifesto so how do you guys like uh, do you send it around or just like are people when they look at it are they just like yes this is exactly what I want to do. And they have to sign it, like they have to be with, and they have to like do something with it. They don't, it's not a pr like a piece of paper that is just like, yeah, we have it. Like a lot of other things they have in life. Like, how do you see it? Like, have you talked about managers, Mart, uh, about, it, about it and, and how important it is to have this manifesto to implement? Yeah, if you want to create a movement or you want to change a culture or something, it's it's very uh, important to have a shared uh, starting points. So that's that's why this manifesto was so important as well, because we want to explain people what happiness at work means. Because there are so many people that say they think that it's just fun and being happy all the time, uh, or it's just focus on. Uh, uh, happy faces and laughter but it's it's much more than that and the other thing is that you you can say a lot of things uh, about happiness and you can talk to others that how they have to do it but it's about doing things yourselves it's about commitment it's about taking responsibility for your actions and that's how you infect others to to work on it so an easy step to get people uh, on this movement uh, and and to um, 
get them yeah, connected is to say, okay, well, if you think happiness at work is important, this is what we think it should be, you can sign it and that, that means that you say, okay, well, I sign it because I think the same, but I also commit myself to do things. And that's why this manifesto is so important. So it's, you, you say it's completely right that it's not about being uh, happy or saying uh, things or change your mindset and just lean back and wait for others to, to make you happy. It's about, okay, well, I'm fully committed and I do things, I organize things for myself, for my colleagues, for the company. It depends on your locus of control and about your, your circle of influence. It's small, it, big, it doesn't matter. No, well said. And now, who is going to take the, uh, like, and t talk us through where do you find information about the International Week of Happiness at Work? And what is the program? Ha can you highlight some exciting, like, what people are you talking to or how are you doing it? Who wants to, like, start about where, when, and what and why and everything? Fernand. Everything, okay. <laughs> what a challenge. And you have three minutes, <laughs> no? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it starts this year on the 21st and it goes until the 27th, the Sunday. Um, and what we, of course, this year is quite different from other uh, years because uh, we usually organize stuff in the Netherlands, uh, which are face to face, like a, a conference and many meetings and uh, inspirational sessions and workshops and stuff. But of course, this, year's, this year we're going online. Uh, which also means that we have a, a very yeah, more international uh, audience. Um, so we have uh, different uh, things. We have a couple of webinars that we as Happy Office do, but we also have some things that we organize with partners, like a virtual visit to Menlo. I don't know if you know Menlo Innovations, but that's one of the best examples we know of a happy company. Uh, and their uh, CEO, Rich Sheridan, is going to take us on a virtual tour where he's going to tell everything about how they build their culture and uh, also how they do it now, uh, now that they're all working from home. Um, that's, on, um, for example, something that I would really recommend to go to. Uh, and on Friday uh, is our conference day. So on Friday morning, we do an unconference, which means that it's not about speakers or it's not about, um, you know, sitting in a chair and listening to other people. But an unconference is more about peer-to-peer uh, -peer learning and sharing your ideas. So uh, it uses the open space format, which actually means that everybody can bring in their ideas and their topics. And that's what we're going to discuss in smaller groups. So that's what we're going to do on Friday morning. And then in the afternoon, we will have uh, together with our uh, Belgium colleagues, um, an inspirational event with speakers like Inzo van Zanten from Tony Chocolonely, which is a very inspiring story uh, about a very happy company. Uh, and Griet Deka from Triangle in Belgium. And we will do a workshop on culture, how to actually make this real in your own personal uh, organization in your life. Um, and then later on, we all go to Italy virtually again um, by um, being part of the uh, round table discussion about happiness at work. It can take place in any country, in any situation. So just a couple of highlights. 
But, but they have the online less... summit during the whole week. We have the online yes. summit. Yes. So that's really th something that is very interesting. During the week, you have uh, free access to a lot of content, and there are really, really great uh, speech uh, speeches of uh, authors of uh, several books. So we have uh, um, some uh, Cy Wakeman about reality-based leadership. We have uh, Jennifer Moss on trust. Uh, we have uh, Peter Ludwig uh, on procrastination, Dan Diamond on uh, ownership and accountability, and we have uh, Nick Marks on uh, the basics of happiness at work and how you can measure it. So there's a lot all topics that are related to happiness at work. They are in this summit, and I think it's it's really theme related this year. So yeah, it's really awesome. If you if you want to know more about accountability, autonomy, trust, procrastination, and focus, um, yeah, then then you have really, it's really nice to 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 subscribe for this summit. And you subscribe it by going to the website. Yeah, yeah, and that's a, that's a <laughs> difficult. Well, if, if you go to the International Week of Happiness at Work .com, you find all the events on the homepage yeah. next to each other. And you can also there find the button where to register for the summit and for all the other events. So we say it one more time. Go to... Internationalweekofhappinessatwork.com Well, guys, I have, like, as always, meeting you. You are so phenomenal. Like, you are just an explosion of uh, wisdom and you know your purpose and stuff. It so, has been so much fun. And I wish you all the best and just thank you for like contributing to the tribute to happiness podcast so thank you guys well, thank you heaven thanks for calling thank you heaven for having us and to have this nice conversation thank you goodbye Bye -bye. this has been the tribute to happiness podcast tune in for next week's episode you'll find us on social media